Tēnā koutou. You're listening to a Tātai Ahorau Core Education Podcast. Tēnā koutou, tēnā koe, ko Jamie Taylor ahau, no Tātai Ahorau. It's um, my privilege to sit in kōrero with you e hoa. Uh, so I'd like to give you the time now to introduce yourself and you're welcome to share a little bit about who you are and particularly what kaupapa you're bringing to our kōrero today. Jamie. <coughs> so a little bit about me. Ko Julia Wikipa tōku ingoa. He uri tēnei no Ngāti Awa, Ngāti Mania Poto, Te Ate Haunui Aapaparangi. I have a business called Ha Habit and the kaupapa around that is Really, it's about helping tamariki, rangatahi, adults to be able to better navigate stress and anxiety because it's such a big issue in society. Mm. And I do that for, through a couple of ways, is through our breathing tools or a breathing necklace which helps them to be more present and remember to breathe. And then also through services, so educating and doing workshops. So, yeah. Wonderful. And so with that, I thought a breathing practice that you and I could, could do, but also that we could share with our audience who'll be listening to this podcast. Are you happy to do that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> so what I would recommend is for people that just are not familiar with the concept of using the breath for calming yep. and for awareness is to just start really simple and put it in your routine so for example in the morning when you wake up you would just you know consciously go okay I'm going to do some breathing if you want you can put on some music like instrumental because it helps you to get into the zone yeah or if not you know Katie Pai but really it's about what I do is I put one hand on my chest one hand on my puku and I just Hakiroto, breathing through the nose for four seconds. Yep. So, and then Hakiroto for eight seconds. And what that does is that prolonged breath just helps to put you into a calmer state. And so you just repeat that process for to start off with a couple of minutes, okay. just in the morning. Hakiwaho, we hold it for. I breathe out for eight seconds. Hakiwaho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to make it a bit easier, because you're still learning to, you know, use your lungs, yeah. you could do like a three in and six out. Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. A, there's different times. Yeah. So you could, if you're kind of starting out and it's four seconds is a it's too long. A long yeah. Time sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So three seconds and then six. Uh, three seconds for the breath in, six yeah. seconds for the breath out, or yeah, four and seconds. build up from there. You could yeah. even go two four. Oh, two wow. in, four out. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the idea of prolonging the breath, breath out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. To shift that state. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's a basic way to start. There's different types of breathing that you can do that have different purposes. So also there's the four seven eight technique. A lot of people use this for trying to sleep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's hakiroto for four seconds, hold yeah, breathe in for four and then pupuritia hold for seven seconds oh, and yeah. then out for eight. Yeah. Nice. yeah, like you've said, 
the different breathing techniques support different things, right? Yeah. So yeah. you might want to do one to actually wake up. Is yeah. there like kind yeah. of Yeah, so one that puts you into a more heightened state, more energy is prolonging, uh, so shortening the breath when you breathe out. So it's yeah. doing the opposite. Yeah. So you'd breathe in for say two, and then, or actually you'd prolong that, breathe in for four, and then out for two. Yeah. Breathe in, and then a short breath out. Yeah, so Beautiful. yeah, and you already feel that, like you know, yeah. that's instant kind of change, instant kind of shift. Oh, that's wonderful! Thank you for sharing those. And so simple, so, it is so simple. I, and I think that's what I love about the concept of breathing is that it's always on us. It's simple. It's just a matter of doing it, eh? Yeah. For people and remembering to do it. Yeah, that commitment to actually doing something every yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, we already breathe every day. Yeah, we do. <laughs> With that, my train of thought is thinking about breathing consciously, breathing consciously, but you also mentioned about being present. So mm. did you just want to speak to, to I guess, your focado around being present Yeah. and how we use our breath for that too? Yeah, absolutely. So for a lot of us, <laughs> we're either thinking about the past, right, and that's when people go into depressive states because they can't let go of what's happened in the past. And then for someone that experiences a lot of worry and stress and anxiety, they're thinking about the future all yes. the time and what could happen. So the idea of being present is when you're in this very moment, that's really all that matters. You know, We can't predict what's gonna happen in the future. The past has already happened. And so when we make that conscious effort, like, for example, if you're talking to a person and you're really just listening to what they're saying instead of like thinking about what you're going to have for lunch or, you know, but what that does is it enhances your relationships with people because you're actually there with them instead of in another place. Yeah, that connection. Eh? Yeah. Uh, kai, when you eat presents, mm. you know, like a lot of us will just eat and stuff out, you know, we're not really thinking about the taste yeah, and the smell. And so we don't enjoy experiences as much when we're not in that present state mm. because we're not all in there. Our mind's somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the heart can do because when you make that practice to breathe, it's a type of meditation where you're just purely focusing on everything about the breath. So you're listening to the sound of it go in. You're perhaps feeling your belly rise if you've got your hands on your puku, you know, there's all different aspects that you can think of around that you the can breath. tune into. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, that's great. Oh, I was thinking of the benefits of being present, and you shared that you know that connection, the pleasure, the gratitude that you feel from being present. So thank you for sharing about that. In terms of your business, your pakehi, could you please share with us about I guess the people that are using your ha breathing tool products that you know are, are really helping in our communities. It's quite diverse, the different types of people that use it. So we might have someone, we get a lot of people using them for that have panic attacks because when they're in that moment, having something tangible to ha actually help them to slow the breath down and yeah. to become more aware of what's going on really helps them. You'll also have people that maybe want to quit smoking or vaping and so they use the tool as a replacement. Um, you know, people smoke, it feels good because 
you're actually putting yourself into a calmer state when you prolong that breath but you know minus the chemicals yeah I would have never considered that that concept put that together yeah nah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you've got the nicotine, which is addictive, addictive, but both of them, you know, that process of breathing that they're doing yeah. is actually, actually helping them to... for your body? Yeah, helping them to calm down. So if you can replace that with something that's not detrimental to your body, then yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I work with different organisations, so quit smoking organisations, I work with them. Different social organisations where people have a lot of trauma, a lot of anxiety. And so they use it with a program that they might be getting from a health professional yeah. to help them through those really high stress times to become more present. And to help, to help them to just put a pause, you know, to those ruminating thoughts that just keep on going. And it's a practice for people, so mm. actually having it there throughout the day for them, it's like a safety for them, almost a comfort. Yeah, and I've yeah. I've held them, and they've got a really a nice weight. weight. Yeah, that for I guess that sen sensory experience as yeah. well. That's all adding to the I guess that presence. You know, feeling the weight, feeling the the texture of the, yeah. the breathing tool. So I can see how that can bring you back to yourself and bring you back to that moment, just even touching it, you know, holding yeah. it, and the habits you build. Yeah, it's like an anchor for people to go, okay, no, I'm st I've got this, I'm safe, just breathe. And they can start, you know, having more helpful thoughts around their situation. One, they look beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is actually a practical tool that people can integrate into their daily lives. I suppose that's why um, I named it Ha Habit. It's because a lot of the time people want these really quick fixes and it's about the small simple things that we do every day and integrating that into your life. And so if you're taking that time out all throughout your day to just become present and aware and breathe, not only are you oxygenating your body and there's so many physical benefits to it, but also it's that that presence, that awareness, mm. you know, what am I thinking, what am I doing, yep. yeah. I asked you this question in our presentations that you've done, but I, I wanted to ask again and, and allow you to speak to this a little bit more, but what advice would you give to your younger self? So looking back now, my younger self just, I think I thought my experience that I was having was wrong that I shouldn't be having that experience, you know? And I think for a lot of us, we get into situations and it feels so horrible that we think, this shouldn't be happening to me. And so what I've learned over time is that actually, every experience that we have is for our growth. And it's helping us to make better choices, you know, if you reflect back and you go, okay, this is an opportunity to learn, to mm -hmm. make a better choice next time, instead of like condemning myself and really being hard on myself for making mistakes or doing certain things. And I was really hard on myself, you know, when I was younger, I thought I should have been certain things, looked certain ways. And so now I think it would just be, you know what, Everything that's happening to you right now is okay. It's yeah, it's fine. It's a stepping stone for you to learn and grow, yeah. and just to be more compassionate and forgiving to myself. 
Yeah. That acceptance. Eh? Yeah, that, yeah, it really is that self-acceptance yeah, going. You're doing good. You're doing okay. Yeah. Beautiful. What a gem. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's a message that I, I surely appreciate that little yeah. reminder to love myself, a, you know, love yeah. myself a little bit more and the past versions of me. Yeah. As you, as it's said. about actually embracing every aspect of ourselves that we might think is not good, but it was there for a purpose. It served us in some way, eh? Mm for our growth and learning. Definitely lots of lessons in there. Can you please share some tips around supporting uh, tamariki who are in a flight, fight or freeze state? Yeah, 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 awesome. So number one, when a tamariki is in that state, they don't feel safe. And so it's really, the best thing you can do in that moment is create an environment where they feel safe mm. and affirm that they're okay. So us as adults, we need to be in that calm state for them and just, you know, sometimes we freak out and so it heightens them because we're not quite sure ourselves as adults how to deal with these states. And so number one, yeah, help them to feel safe in the way of the environment, you know, talk to them calmly and then help them to, if they're open to it, help them to hākiroto, hākiwaho, to breathe in and out. And for them, obviously, you do shorter periods, you know, two seconds in, four seconds out. You could use, help them to pretend blowing up a balloon to help a tamariki visualise that better. Give them something like a, a soft toy or something to hold. Sometimes you can put that on their puku and they can see their belly rising up and down oh, and yes. it gives them something to focus on oh my gosh, so they, they can calm down. I think as adults, just being calm ourselves and then doing the breathing with them so that we're both in it together with the modelling is one of the key things that we need to do. Yeah, that modelling. You spoke to that yesterday too actually around some of the interactions that, or the experiences you've had with your boy and, and actually you being the role model. So yeah. if we were to, I guess, think about ha-habitual, is that something that, say, both people would be using kind of at the same time? Like what yeah. what have been some of the scenarios, the scenarios of yeah. and how it's been used by people? Yeah, so some people will yeah, use it with their tamariki and do affirmations using it. So even, okay, I'll give you a couple of scenarios, practical scenarios. So I talked about a morning list or an evening list. And so with Tamariki, uh, we've got these affirmation cards. And so in between e each breath, that you know, they're doing the calming breath. Hākiroto, hākiwaho. And then they'll say affirmation, I am calm. They'll do another breath in and out. And then the next affirmation, I am courageous and they continue that process. So they're affirming and calming at the same time. Yeah, and it helps the, to be more ingrained. And so if they're doing this every morning and every night, you're really rewiring the mind, you know, reinforcing these powerful. messages. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. powerful. They can also do it in front of the mirror. You know, when they get up in the morning, if they wanted to do it, look in the mirror and do their breathing and do the affirmations at the same time, say them out loud. Yeah. Have there been any, I guess, experiences or situations where people have used the tool collectively, like in a group? 
situations yeah. and things? Yeah. yeah, so I do workshops, different businesses, social organisations, and so some packages, they'll each get a heart tool, and so we do it together. Well, I'll take them through a breathing exercise. I'll also do like a heart meditation with them, wow. and so they all breathe together, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of power in actually, as a group, using the ha and doing it in sync. Yeah. That's like, you know, I guess the real meaning of like unity, right? Breathing yeah. together in sync yeah. together. And yeah, those are the most, I suppose, transformational sessions that we have when we're breathing together. I do different types of breath work. So I do another type of breath work, which is transformational breath work. And it helps to shift stagnant emotion. You know, that's the idea of it. It helps, helps to still the mind. It helps to connect to wairua. And so lots of people are blown away by these types of sessions. So it's a three-step rhythmic breath and you're doing it to waiata. So you're breathing wow. through it. It's, it's breath work. And so it is work. It's hard work. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But they usually go for around 40 minutes and lots of stuff comes up with those you know I trauma can, can be released yeah a lot of people have different emotions some have extreme happiness gratitude crying over you know it all comes out i can <laughs> imagine how much healing that would bring though yeah some other fucker papa that you've shared and, and been doing research oh, about yeah. uh, around ha and the breath so if, yeah. you, if you could share some of the, the puraka yeah. and the rangaha that you've been doing around the whakapapa. Yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think the first thing we need to start off with is Hiniahuni and Tani, who breathe life into Hiniahuni, and that whakapapa that we have to ha. So it's a, actually a very spiritual concept that we are connecting to something unseen. You know, and we've always got these guiding forces behind us. So I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but yeah, when I use the ha, I'm, I'm connecting and always, you know, to wairua, to my tupuna, and then it's also biologically having an effect, and then on my hiningaro. Another example I gave was Hawaii, our tupuna, for a lot of us believe that they came from Hawaii, and breaking up that kupu, ha, needs to breathe, Y is water, and then you've got E or Eeyore, which is divinity. And so it just deepens that concept that, you know, we use hard to heal, we use Y to heal, and it helps us to be in a more peaceful state when we connect to these natural elements that we have. We often are stuck in thinking that our breath is just a function of the body. Yeah. But as you've shared the whakapapa, actually, it's a holistic it experience, really right? <laughs> I mean, that's where you get, you know, heart or breath. Breath means to an inspiration. That's the meaning of it. Really? Yeah. If I you break it down in different... That. Yeah. It means inspire, inspiration. Wow. And so when people breathe, Consciously, they're, they're drawing upon information um, from, you know, our breath. We are getting inspired with every breath. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, when when we connect our tupuna, our whakapapa, wow. Yeah, love, we that's really a, are. That's a gem. Also, the concept of tumatoinga, 
and rongo mātani. So that going from a, a state of conflict or chaos to a state of peace and helping people to see that concept that you actually need both. You need that stress state, it serves a purpose, mm -hmm. right? But then learning how do I switch over to rongomātāne, yeah. that, that peaceful, you What know. does that transition look like? Yeah. And, and for us and, and through your sharing, it is definitely our breath is one of those, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah, that we could there's go on about lot. from te ao Māori around the ha and Purako that you could tap into and we're still learning so much. Yeah. Never ending eh, learning yeah. journey. The exciting thing though is that it's now in literature. You know, we just had a journal article in my journal. Yeah. Which is super exciting because um, we there's nothing out there around the ha from a Māori perspective. Māori perspective. Yeah. That's beautiful and yeah. I can't wait to see more of that. This is the beginning. As you've said, we've got Pūrāko, yeah. uh, but whether we've looked into those Pūrāko, you know, with the lens of understanding the yeah. impact of ha, our breath. and Exactly. That's amazing. And one thing, you just sharing the state of rongo and, and tūmātauinga, I thought actually, I wonder where that sits in terms of the alignments and connections between that. Exactly. So with the sympathetic state, right, to Matonga, the parasympathetic state, Rongomatani, the male essence, the female essence, wow. all of that. And could that you just, would you just be able to speak to like the sympathetic state, like briefly? Yeah, sure. To put it simply, <laughs> some people when they hear those big words, they're like, oh, that's too much. They do sound yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Really what we're saying is a sympathetic state is a stressful state, okay, and that's when someone is in fight and flight, when they feel like they're being threatened and they can't actually function properly in mm. that state. And then you have the parasympathetic state, which is a peaceful state. In this state, this is where people learn the best, it's where people get intuition, it's a state for healing. So, for example, it's also called rest and digest, that parasympathetic state. Okay, yeah. And when people are in this state, their body actually heals faster. Your body can process food quicker. So, another example is if people are overstressed, their food doesn't digest properly. So people put on weight in this stress state. Parasympathetic, their body's functioning properly, it's digesting, and they're getting the rest they need. I can't emphasize enough the power of rest mm. and letting your body heal. Again, that body function, right? That we're only breathing because we think, well, we need to breathe to mm. live. But actually, when we're breathing, breathing more consciously, we're able to be present. So there's other things happening, chemical things, hormonal things happening. And yeah, like what you're saying, that chemical thing in the stress state, you're getting like this dopamine and cortisol put into your body. And then when you're in a parasympathetic, it's pumping out the feel-good endorphins. So oh, yeah. diff different chemicals are being activated when you do different types of breathing. Yeah. yeah, We know that the impact of being in that adrenal state and that high cortisol levels, that's what's, that's what's causing the burnout. That's yeah. what's causing the ripple effects. Higher blood pressure, higher all blood, of these yeah. different, yeah. Bad sleep, all of yeah. that kind of stuff too. So, yeah. so important. And mm -hmm. even in this 
and I'll quote it on like thinking about my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Am I breathing? Am I breathing? No, I really appreciate that because we are on autopilot a lot. Yeah, we're on autopilot a lot, and so your sharing your tools helps to out of that autopilot and having more control. Mm. I wondered if you could share a little bit about your experience in terms of regaining control of your life and mm. the things that you've overcome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, obviously you start something for a reason. Eh? And for me, it was my personal life experiences where I really struggled with anxiety, mental health disorders, where I Socially, I've really struggled, you know, really struggled to be in front of people, to be seen, to be exposed, and I didn't like any limelight or anything. <laughs> As a result, and not knowing how to deal with the anxiety that I felt when I went into social settings, which is every day, you know, you go to kura, yeah. and not being able to handle it and thinking there was something wrong with me because I didn't know what anxiety was and what was going on in my body. And so I started using substances as a way to get through that, um, which then became an addiction. And yeah, I actually, it wasn't until I had my son years later that I, he was a catalyst for my change. And so that got me onto a journey of, you know, personal development and I learned about the concept of beliefs, belief mm. systems. I had no idea about them, but when I heard of this concept that you could actually create a new belief, replace your old ones that you have that don't serve you and create new ones, I was like blown away. <laughs> it was like, ah, <laughs> there was some hope. I don't know why that was it for me, but that was the thing that Amazing. got me to keep on going. Because I was like, okay, if I just keep on working on beliefs, and okay, maybe it'll work. I wasn't sure it would work, but I thought I'm willing to give it a go. And that's essentially what I did. Every day I created these, um, I'd write it down and I'd just say to myself, okay, you're confident. Um, you can change your life. You know, you have the power to change your life. Different things that I wanted in my life, I'd be specific. Wonderful. And yeah, that's how I started off on that, that journey of change. And then eventually I got into breathwork and lots of different ways to help manage stress, mm. which was massive. And it helped me to be a bit more courageous in everything that I did. Not being scared to feel emotion because I was so scared of failing or so scared of being rejected. And I put that worth that I wasn't worth anything if I felt that way. That's initially what I thought. And so having, giving myself an opportunity to practice it and feel what it's like to be rejected again and again and feeling what it's like to make mistakes over and over and sit with it and be like, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah. It's a practice. Really feel it, eh? Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. how brave. So, so getting used to feeling, yeah, feeling discomfort and knowing that I could actually handle that and instead of running, I never gave myself the opportunity when I was young to actually lean into discomfort. I'd always try to cover it up with yeah. something or not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to ignore than to address. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And it led me onto the path of high habit creating this breathing tool because I was using breathing. Me and my son, he had his own 
experiences with self-harm, suicidal ideation and a part of that healing for us was working together, finding solutions. And number one though, it was me changing as a mum, the way I approached him and saw mm. him. And so I had to learn my call. <laughs> I had to learn how to get through anger, anxiety, those types of things and model it to him. To, for him to see that, okay, this is how you respond instead of hitting him or, you know, saying horrible things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's essentially, yeah, how I did it. I had to change myself in order to be able to help my tamariki change. Mm. And that's the most powerful thing that you can do in life, change yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Then people might want to follow if they don't. But, you know, if they can see something's changed in you and it's working, then they're going to be like, oh, maybe I'll try what that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such um, that self-responsibility. Yeah. Know, just really stepping into that. One handy, one yeah. handy. Amazing. Yeah. I wondered if you wanted to share a little bit about the idea. I got the idea. I, there was a couple of tools overseas, breathing tools, that I had saw the concept of them and at that time I was teaching breath work to tamariki and emotional regulation and I was like, and that's, that's an awesome tool to help people to be more present and to practice that prolonged breath. And at that time we didn't have anything, anything yeah. yeah. And so I was like, man, that aligns with a lot of stuff in Te Ao Māori, you know, just with the heart being more present and then I wanted to create a Māori inspired breathing tool, you know, to incorporate that. And so, you know what, I, <laughs> I had no idea how to do it. Do you know what I did? <laughs> yeah. When I had the thought, it was, I, one night I had this thought like, I wanted to do a Māori one, oh, you know. And so the next day I drove to Māori 10 <laughs> and I set a karakia outside Māori 10 and I was like, okay, I just need help. Tupuna guide me, I need help with figuring out how to do this. I was just going to get some tube, right? <laughs> some tube, like long plastic tube, cut it up and just go from there. That's yeah. all I had in my head. Yeah, prototypes. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I and so I went into the, the shelf and I asked the, sh the attendants to show me anything like long that I could potentially cut up to make a breathing tool. And the guy was like, hey, you know what? We have this guy that comes in, he's a regular customer, and he's got these 3D printing machines he tells us about. Do you want us to get in touch with him? He might be able to help you. And I was like, oh, yes, please. Wow. So on that spot, they, uh, they ring him up, and they're like, hey, we've got this girl. She's wanting to make this breathing <laughs> tool. <laughs> Can you help her? And the guy was like, give her my email. He helped me oh to create. Goodness. Yeah these. My brother, I didn't even think about this at the time, he's a 3D modeler so he creates Māori designs in his work. He's really talented in his art. I designed the concept and what I wanted and he put it together in digital form. Wow. Yeah and that's how we started the process. It was a massive process trying to get prototypes and manufacturers so many barriers when you're starting a business and you just want to give up. I had no money to do it either, you know, on the benefit. Never had a lot of money, 
you just yeah solo mama resourceful yeah yeah resourceful yeah yeah i built myself up to okay be solution focused breathe through it the stressful breathe through it <laughs> no better way to you know yeah walk the, uh, yeah, walk the walk yeah yeah what i preach and yeah i found grants i found i got brave enough to ask for loans I hate asking people for, you know, especially financial. That's quite a big thing to do. Um, but I believed in it and I believed in the concept so much that I was like, I'm going to do what it takes to get it going. I had lots of help along the way. The designs that you've got now yeah. are inspired by yeah. taonga puro, yeah. Māori musical instruments, yeah, absolutely. which add another layer of whakapapa to yeah. the tool and to the practice because we see our musicians like they're on Spotify like Taonga Puro are part of the music that we hear mm. today yeah but showing that that traditional tool timeless actually it it's is. still a, and now it's been integrated into your tool yeah you know, so that's, a bit of innovation there like, yeah. you know drawing from different worlds Taonga Puro amazing for healing you know if you're they're tapping into the parasympathetic nervous system fully they've got the wires are coming out it's a whole it's, sensory experience it too, is right? it you're really is you're feel, if you're playing the instrument you're yeah. feeling the benefits of that breath that yeah you're they are there's so many aspects of that are healing connecting yeah. to wairua all of that Oh, what a yeah. cool journey to, to now been. have these beautiful yeah. necklaces and, and tools for yeah. people too. We've got a few new prototypes coming out. So we've got the, the koro, koru and the mangopari on one hatu. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got that symbolising renewal, trying again every day, every that, day to remember to do that. And then the mangopari, which is the hammerhead shark, is about resilience and courage. So trying to put those messages into it to help us to remember challenges for our growth yeah and we can we can handle it and now and building rebuilding our identities or connecting you know yeah. with our identities too i, I can yeah. see oh man i'm just blown away because i can hear so many benefits for our whanau through what you've shared and the sharing of your vulnerable story and lived experiences helping and impacting so many people so yeah, what yeah, a privilege and what a, a cool chance for me to have this kōrero with you as well I wonder just before we wrap up our kōrero today if there's anything else you you wanted to to share I think for anyone that's listening is just to remember that whatever stage you're in right now it's okay and you can build upon that and to take that stage that you're at right now and go you know what can I do right now in this moment at this time to start looking forward and to not worry too much about what's happened in the past to, to become more present mm. more self-accepting of your situation and, and to have that hope that you really can change there was times in my life where I could never imagine been anything other than what I was at that time you know on substances drugs all of that and to think that I would be able to start a business never ever entered my mind I was you know you take on these identities like I'm not the type of person that would start a business or I'm not the type of person that could speak to people <laughs> you know I didn't like speaking to people <laughs> you know that's how 
deeply ingrained in these beliefs I had about myself. And so to really just know that you can, to be, have that hope and to start with small, small habits and steps each day. Build upon those. Start trusting yourself to do simple things first and then slowly build them. What a privilege. Thank you so much for sharing. Sitting here in awe. I want to say thank you. Thank you in a way that I know how to say thank you. Share some of the kupu that I recited in the pile mm. that I did yesterday because the act of doing pile was around weaving some of the gems that I got from your corridor into a way of acknowledging. I shared this and I'll share it again. You are a reflection of Hineahuone and we saw that yesterday and how you carried yourself and carried the message of Ha, our breath. Korea e, e kore mutu aku mihi ki akwe mote tuku ito aroha. My acknowledgements to you are without end because you shared your aroha with us. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that play on words to, you know, aroha is in what we understand to be love and connection, mm -hmm. but also the attention, bringing mm -hmm. our attention back to our breath, aro ki te thank you so much, what a privilege. Tēnā koutou, you've been listening to a Tātai Ahorau Core Education Podcast. Mm -hmm.